Hey, Changemakers, welcome to another episode of the Sacred Changemakers podcast. My name is Jane Morillo, and I have a truly great guest lined up for you today. But before I introduce her, I just want to remind you a little bit about what this podcast is all about. Now, we take a stand for change and transformation, but not just any old change. We believe in change for good, which lies at the intersection of three things, consciousness, business, and change. So come with us on a journey as we go behind the scenes with people who are making a real difference in our world. Each episode, we'll be diving deeply into topics at the intersection. Sometimes we'll be interviewing thought leaders, and sometimes we'll be leading deep dive conversations, tackling the challenging issues of our times. Now, our guest on the podcast this week is Masami Sato. This is someone who I deeply admire and respect for the work she is doing in our world. Masami is a two-time TEDx speaker, Amazon best-selling author, winner of the Sustainable Business Award, and founder of a global movement, B1G1. Masami was born in Japan, but her desire to expand her horizons took her on a global journey. She became deeply concerned about the inequalities and challenges that existed in the world. Since then, she has endeavored to create win-win connections across all cultures, people, and organizations by taking a completely new look at the power of giving. She founded the nonprofit organization B1G1 in 2007. So welcome, Masami. <clears throat> Thank you, Jane. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about you. I really am. And I want everyone to know right at the outset that I am, you know, Sacred Changemakers is a member of B1G1. So we're really excited to really share this with our audience. But before we do, let me ask you a question, because we've just shared your professional bio with our listeners. Now, some of them may not have heard of you before. So I'd love you to tell us a little bit about the real life human. Who is she that lies behind that professional? bio okay um <laughs> from probably you can tell you know from my accent that uh, I came from uh, Asian background and actually yeah. I'm from Japan uh, so I grew up in Japan uh, in the traditional you know community uh, yes. being a very shy little girl and uh, but luckily what happened was when I you know finished studying, then I had the opportunity to travel around the world and experience the, the you know, bigger world uh, in my youth. And uh, actually, um, Jane, when you were making the introduction, one thing I really resonated with within the intro was the kind of mention of the journey. And, right. uh, you know, because for me, like, this whole thing is a journey yeah. and really discovering so many different perspectives by going through what like we see in the world. So yes. what happened in my um, youth when I had the opportunity to um, travel was that I actually started to really for the first time connect with people and enjoy that simple connections when I did I couldn't even speak English or I couldn't speak the local language when I was in different countries. Yeah. And but then during that time, I started to notice that um, in many of the um, parts of the world, there were things that were happening which I couldn't understand why they were happening. 
So that could be like uh, uh, even young children not being able to complete the primary school education because they are working in a field or digging on the street or um, even people with disability didn't have uh, access to basic um, healthcare or any form of support or uh, environmental distraction that was happening. And so for me, like being a very curious person and I didn't talk much, but I thought <laughs> a lot. Uh, so at that time I wanted to kind of make sense of that. But then um, because I was just a you know small individual and I didn't know how to solve these uh, global issues. So I just kept going. And then what happened was about 20 years ago, um, when I became a mom for the first time, uh, I uh, realized that I actually wanted to do something using my life. And I started a business. And then since then, I've been an entrepreneur <laughs> for the last 20 years. And through the business journey, because I started my first company wanting to make a difference, but I didn't know how. So eventually, um, in 2007, uh, I... Uh, came up with the simple idea of B1G1, which actually stands for the idea of buy one, give one. Yes. So then I imagined, you know, what if trying to do something big um, when we become successful as business owners, what if we just did something small every day? And then B1G1, the buy one, give one concept was that in my own company, which happened to be a food business back then, we decided that for every um, package of frozen packaged meal we sold, we wanted to give a meal um, to uh, help uh, feed and educate the street kids in certain countries. So that's how the B1J1 concept was born. But then eventually I realized that this simple idea was very powerful and potentially be very applicable for so many different kinds of businesses. So um, I eventually sold my food company back then in Australia and then moved to Singapore to start the B1J1 as a social enterprise. And uh, since then, it's been 13 years and through B1J1 giving initiative, we connected with some amazing, generous business people. And today we are really like glad that there are more than um, 3000 businesses working with us today. And those businesses have together created over 230 million giving impacts you know, such as planting trees or giving access to education, giving uh, access to life-saving water uh, and so on. So I'm glad to be here, Jane, with you today because you're one of those businesses who came to join us. <laughs> I know. And it's it's so amazing because I remember when I had, and I, Sacred Change Makers has only been going for two years. And two years ago, I remember thinking that, I, you know, I've worked in the change industry for so long and yet, you know, I, I had this realization that I had a very limited view of change, even working in the global space with businesses. I was looking at the world and a little bit like you're describing. I mean, it was later in my life for me. Um, it was when I became a grandmother two years ago <laughs> that I mm. held my, uh, my granddaughter in my arms and suddenly realized the kind of world we were bringing her into was not the kind of world I would like to introduce her to. That was the big kind of moment for me. And, and then looking out into the world, realizing that, 
you know, there, there, there were a lot of issues that I was aware of kind of on the periphery, but it had never come into any change conversation that I'd had with any business leader. And I work with C CEOs of large global corporations. And I just thought, why is nobody in the change industry talking about all the inequalities that we have, all of the places and the people that don't have access to just a like a, a simple way of life. They just can't get what they need. And then looking out, thankfully with technology today, looking out online and doing the research and trying to find, like as I started off looking at charities and thinking, okay, I'm going to find a few charities that I will support with my with Sacred Changemakers. And then it was becoming really challenging to kind of like know how to connect with them and how to do it. And then by some amazing, I don't know how I found B1G1, but I literally found it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is so easy. And you have made it so easy for people to do, for, for business people. It's almost a no-brainer. That's how I see it. It really is. And, and to me, this is the way of doing business. Your way of doing business for me is the future. And so mm. I am so grateful that you have set this up and the intelligence that you've put into the system that is B1G1 is truly a win-win because it, it works for me as an entrepreneur and business owner just as much as it works for my clients who, who feel like uh, really kind of, they feel more connected to my business because they know they're making a direct difference every time they purchase something with us and they get the opportunity as well. So there's like a ripple effect that goes out where we're doing good, but then our clients know they're doing good and we're changing like slowly changing the way business is done. And you're the catalyst for all of that. So I really want to thank you. But I also want to know, how did you get B1G1 to where it is today? Like, how do you even start something like that? What was your vision back in the early days, Masami? Um, <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I, when we first started the B1G1, yeah. you know, what we were very clear on was the idea of this um, world where everything we do makes a difference and right. because because even back then when there weren't uh, so much awareness about the social enterprises or you know yeah. uh, even corporate social responsibility or um but still uh i realized that the, whilst there were lots of charity giving happening there was something that was missing in the world. And that seems like one of the reasons why, as a result of all of the charitable givings that happened, we were still not getting there to really transform what was happening. And so we recognized that there were three things that were missing in that normal giving space or normal CSR space. Mm -hmm. So the first thing was the impact. Um, we realized that even though people were already donating they were used to being asked to donate on the street or at charity balls but then they quite often didn't know what their giving actually did mm. and so we realized that if we could make um, every business giving impactful to mm. help people really understand what 
impact they are creating with what they could do, um, that would be very important. And second thing was actually habit because there are lots of big things that could you know, happen, whether a big charity campaign or even natural disaster where people uh, have this strong desire to support their uh, victims of certain natural disasters. So um, there are big ad hoc things that were happening, but then um, if we cannot change our habit, then we probably cannot change our destiny and actually the real long-term sustainable outcome. So we wanted the giving to be part of habit. Uh, and then finally, we thought that another thing that was missing in the giving space was connection, that feeling like a deep sense of a connection that uh, uh, people could feel when they are coming from the real genuine sense of giving. So um, we wanted the giving to have these three things. And that's how like we structured the entire initiative. And with that, you know, we went to connect with many uh, different types of worthy causes, we, the charity organizations we call we call them worthy causes and their project activities. And we uh, continue to work on listing them so that it makes it easy for businesses to say, every time uh, we have a meeting or every time we complete a project or every time uh, we create a new client, we want to create this impact. So we went one project are always broken down into an impact unit and the cost is clear and any business can create an impact from uh, just one cent to, um, and then also because it can, uh, the impact can be created in micro impact uh, way. So it makes it easy for business to embed giving in what they do to say, I want to uh, set a business trigger such as like we have a meeting, then we plant a tree or so, uh, by doing so, then every business interaction and connection can create a greater sense of a connection and also deeper sense of appreciation and gratitude as well. Um, so uh, that's how like we've uh, encouraged small businesses or you know small to medium sized businesses to join us because they are the uh, often ones that get left out because they are busy you know working on developing the business so quite often they don't have a budget to set up their own CSR department but by working uh, with our initiative uh, every small business <laughs> or any kind of business uh, small to large it can actually make a tangible impact and also track the impact so that's how we do what we do <laughs> and yes. uh, over the years then luckily many businesses kind of saw the value in doing that <laughs> and came to join us <laughs> yeah and I think that's one of the things that stands you apart uh, is the way you've embedded giving or you're helping entrepreneurs mm. embed that giving right at the very heart of their business right at the very core it's not like an afterthought oh we've got some profits mm -hmm. let's make a donation it's actually embedded right into the the language of the business and that's certainly what we've done through our interactions with uh, B1G1 and 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 that was something that was really important to me at the beginning because just like you said I looked out into the landscape and it was almost like there was a polarity like on one hand there are not-for-profit organizations and on the mm -hmm. other hand there were for-profit organizations and then there's this emerging like socially conscious socially just businesses in the middle but I was like well I want this at the core 
And also, I think there's some mistrust that has happened over the years with with a number of charities, because, as you say, the giving, the impact that you make is not visible. So, of course, there's been a lot of bad press about, well, how much of my donation is going to the costs of the company? Now, this is something you do differently. So I'd love you to share with our listeners how, you know, how you set this up, like, because I feel it's a bit like a membership where I pay a membership fee mm. and then my giving goes directly to the projects. Now that's different. Mm. So could you tell us a little bit about that so the listeners can hear? Mm. Well, actually, because I'm a, I, you know, I, I was a business owner before B101. <laughs> so I kind of totally understood that the business mentality in doing things and you know business thinking is always value driven so we don't think about like oh we are doing good things so we want to people to donate to us (laughs) like we think (laughs) how can we add a greater value so that the people are actually extremely happy to pay that you know fee to receive that value so that's how businesses think so um when we got the powerful powerfulness of this idea and then eventually I realized that even though I loved my previous business which was a food company (laughs) because I loved food uh, and I was working really hard for it but then I realized that there were others who wanted to run food businesses but then there was nobody doing B1G1 as a initiative to help small businesses so I thought that uh it was important to make this uh, idea and the, the vision uh, come true. So uh, when I decided to set it up as a global giving initiative, then the initial, of course, the question is like how, like that, that all sounds great, but how do you actually make it work and yes. then make it sustainable? And so um, it never came to my mind that, you know, we should create an initiative, like a fundraising initiative and take a percentage of money to sustain itself or, you know, something like that, because then it's fundamentally then kind of lost the impact element a little bit. And um, so uh, what we thought about was that this giving initiative should always be able to say that 100% of what businesses will give will go to the project that they choose to support. But in order for us to do that, then how do we make it, uh, you know, the whole work sustainable? Because we need to grow and scale as well. So then the idea was that we should actually focus on value creation rather than saying like, this is a charity portal where you can donate money to charity and that's it (laughs) too. Actually, we can look at adding value to businesses so that the businesses can easily track the impact or communicate that total impact, you know, uh, with their team and customers, or they can have, a, for example, widgets to uh, embed on their site so that the impact accounts can be dynamically displayed, or uh, we could perhaps have a mobile app to make it, make the giving even easier. Or So, um, and, and we also, thought about the connection element and then uh, in order to create a sense of connection rather than you know businesses individually just doing uh, what they do alone to actually this is a community and it's a movement so we wanted those businesses to feel together 
that they are taking a part in a greater uh, movement, something bigger than themselves. So we started to uh, do like events, you know, conferences uh, where we brought the people together or we took a group of people to visit the different projects as a study tour. So we did all sorts of things. And these kind of activities actually add great value to businesses because if they could be inspired every day in what they are doing, there is a value. Or if their team felt connected and they wanted to do even better job so that they can create a collective impact together. This adds value to businesses. So um, we created a membership model where every business will contribute a little bit toward this thing called the B1G1 Movement Fund. And then uh, small businesses will pay far less and then larger companies will contribute a bit more. And together we make sure that we've got a funds and resources to continue to create these great tools and resources and uh, continue to also grow this movement together. So that's how uh, it works. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's great because my experience with it has been that it has really embedded trust kind of our clients trust because everything's visible. They can see it all online, what they're doing and where their contributions are going. And I think that your model is genius because it really has created, like you said, a lot of value for us, for our clients, and of course, for the, the communities that we're supporting with the projects that we choose to give to. So I just think it's great. But so here's a question for you. Um, mm. I'd love to know, like, what's your ultimate vision for B1G1? Um, the ultimate vision actually hasn't changed since the beginning because what we saw when we initially saw the world of B1J1 was um, the world full of giving where everything businesses would do will naturally make a difference in unique ways. So that's the vision. So in order for us to say, well, actually we have, accomplished a world full of giving is actually a huge vision yes, <laughs> and, and, and 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 of course it could mean that the amount of funds being raised or number of impacts being created or number of businesses joining us to make this happen so yeah. we have a certain you know key indicators for that but then sometimes this is not just about numbers because we do already say like set a goal um to align ourselves to say by 2030, um, we want to be, by, by then we want to be working with more than 1 million businesses. And that's a big uh, ambitious goal, but it also inspires our team and our members and partners. That yeah. At the same time though, what we need to continuously remember is that the world full of giving is not just about the money or support going to the charities and um, the actual measurable items that's being delivered because I think if we just did the giving for the sake of um, mm. CSR, but then we right. actually did not demonstrate that genuine spirit of giving and we are giving to get something, <laughs> you know, right. then actually the world full of giving cannot be created because it's more about doing the giving to initiate and trigger that real sense of giving spirit and unite everybody together so that we really can create a world full of giving spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the greater vision because if businesses are coming from the desire to give and then yeah. took care of their employees or 
took care of their community or um, became more mindful about how they do business, you know, what suppliers to choose or how do they also take part in ensuring that the people who are providing these resources to the businesses are actually well treated. And so actually there is much more (laughs) beyond the monetary giving part. And then B1J1, like B1J1, we, we hope that what we are doing actually does become a kind of catalyst to uh, initiate that sense of giving in everything that people do on the day-to-day basis. You know, I love how you shared that because um, that's so in alignment with the work that we're doing here at Sacred Changemakers. And uh, I want to talk to you about this, this Mm. spirit, this genuine spirit of giving, because what I get a sense of now when I'm listening to you talk about that is that this is really about, like, when you say create a world full of giving, like you say, it's not just the money, it's it's the spirit, the soul, the energy of really changing our perceptions of what business is. I mean, we can definitely do that. And this is a very, this feels to me like a really subtle way of kind of taking the steps towards that in a way that creates the habits and the connections and the and the experience of giving that starts to evoke that spirit in people that might not even realize that it exists. And one of the things I want to talk to you about is um, when I started uh, Sacred Changemakers, I knew intuitively I wanted to call it Sacred Changemakers because I felt that this work was sacred in a way. And, and all I mean by the word, word sacred is not that it's tied to any religious belief or anything, but there's a spirit, there's a soul, there's something to be honored in this, this level of change work, right? And I'm hearing that in what you're saying. Now, one of the things we talk about here is we talk about callings, right? We talk about building businesses as movements for change. And we also talk about callings. So I wonder, do you see this as your sacred calling, Masami? <laughs> um, I, I'm actually not sure um, about whether this is the actual calling or not. But what I know fundamentally is that I love what we do. And yeah. I love the work that I do every day. So there was no single day, like since I became an entrepreneur uh, 20 years ago, uh, you know, where I felt like when I felt bored or uh, <laughs> uninspired or, yeah. So of course, like um, being in business or running a social enterprise or, uh, you know, having a ambitious vision or goal or, um, it's not that easy. So on a day-to-day basis, there could be a stressful situations or you make mistakes and you learn from it. And so all sort of things happen. But then I think that like uh, when I'm doing what I do and working with the people that I so admire, because doing this work um, allows me to be surrounded by really caring people, yes. genuinely caring people. And um, also we set out to have a good, you know, also meaningful, you know, time and also have fun as well doing it too. Yeah. So I think that uh, I'm 
probably very lucky <laughs> to be somebody <laughs> who so feels、um, connected with my work and feel the sense of joy and the purpose every day. So, if that meant the calling, then it's probably, <laughs> but I never really thought about it as the calling or.、Mm. Yeah. Now you mentioned there that it's not always easy to run a social enterprise. I mean, it's not always、mm. easy to be an entrepreneur in your own business. So I'd love to know. I mean, what surprised you along your journey with B1G1? Is there any challenges or surprises that stand out for you?、Mm. I think、uh, some things that happen in our community, like the. Uh, among the businesses that we work with and what the causes we work with, is that the, actually lots of things happen in a counter、uh, intuitive ways、mm-hmm. when you create a giving community. And so, what happens is in the conventional business space, there are some like、uh, conventional perception or expectations, such as, like, okay, if you go to a networking event, then、uh, you probably meet with lots of people who、uh, think about what's in it for me. And then they might come to kind of like pitch their business to you or something.、Right. Or, or you would see other businesses in the same industry as competitors. And then you don't want to miss out on certain opportunities. Or,、yeah. um, so,、uh, or, or in business environment, like if you have a company, then your employees、uh, may be slacking away because you know, they don't want to work hard or they might uh, be uh, being lazy if you are not watching. Or, so there could be lots of like a kind of business thinking that、yeah. people might think it's,、uh, yeah, it's quite normal. Like, it's a bit like that. You know, businesses want to、uh, offer you、um, discount. But then there could be a catch, or you know, like we cannot trust certain businesses. Or, so there, there are kind of lots of these thinking. But in the space we created through this initiative, we realized that、um, all these thinking didn't have to exist actually, because、um, when we created a conference and brought in、uh, all kinds of businesses who Came attracted to B1J1 because they wanted to make a difference. They wanted to help. Then, actually, even seemingly like、uh, competitive you know, businesses could actually work together and they trust each other and they、mm-hmm. could fun, you know, have fun with each other. Or、um, actually, like、uh, when we have created a conference. And then, most cases, the conference organizers might go, like, oh, okay, which speakers can we, famous speakers can we get?、Right. And then, speakers might go, like, how much, this is how much we, we charge you, and、yeah. uh, we might negotiate or something. But when we host a conference and we say to the community, this is the vision of this event, then lots of、uh, members and Uh, professional speakers、yeah. <laughs> in B1G1 will go, like, well, I'd love to contribute to this conference and I'd love to help other businesses here, or I'd love to、uh, volunteer my time to help the worthy causes. Or, so, this like,、uh, space of、um, giving、yeah. actually brings about this like,、uh, genuine. You know, sense of generosity. And then what e n d up happening? Because when sometimes people think about the giving, right? Like right. they think, like, oh, if I give, then I lose something. <laughs> <Right> . But <laughs> in the actual giving space, when everybody's offering help to each other, then in the end, everybody wins more、yeah. and then wins more naturally as well <laughs> without、yes. too much effort. And it feels great. 
fundamentally because we actually do trust and we feel good about being in a space. Yeah. So yeah, so um, yeah, so that that's kind of one of the surprising things that uh, um, we don't need to be stuck in this world of business thinking that we have to always think about maximizing our own gain. Otherwise we cannot win. Right, right. And we can change our thinking too. Actually, if we really tune into how much we can give, like how much more value we can offer to our customers, how can mm. we take care of the people? How can we trust each other? How can we clarify things so that everybody feels clear and transparent? So if we focus on adding value, adding positive energy, um, giving trust, uh, you know, supporting others, helping each other, being generous, then actually it's an easier way to grow a business or make what we are doing more sustainable or meaningful or more joyful. <laughs> I love that. I do. And I've experienced that directly because I actually have another business um, mm-hmm. that is separate from Sacred Changemakers. And I noticed the shift that I met, that I was making, I'm trying to integrate that, that energy that you're talking about there more into my other business as well. And, but it's like, there's such a joy in the giving. I mean, it's my favorite part of every month when I sit down and, and go through the B1G1 and we, we give additional giving every month and it's like, okay, what projects Mm. are we going to do? Now, I want to say to you, I also have another, the downside for me of Mm. the B1G1, uh, kind of relationship there is a downside which is that I look at all of the projects and feel quite I don't know I don't know whether it's I'd call it upset but there's some Mm. sadness that hits me that we live in a world where there's so much need and also it kind of catalyzes me into we've got to do more we've got to grow more because there's Mm. all these projects Mm. and right now I can only do a handful of them but in the future I hope I can do more and that is Mm. becoming a motivation in my business now to want to do more not because I'm earning money for like just to like line my bank account but so that I'm earning I can be a flow for good in the world the money can come through me and out again (laughs) uh, so that it can go where Mm. it's needed and so there is this balancing of this pure joy and then this deep sadness and I wonder do you get affected by that because you're much closer to the projects as well well actually um i hope like today it might give you like a additional perspective to your yeah. journey as well because yeah. you know the reason why there are lots of projects in b one is to <laughs> never make our members feel guilty that they can't help all <laughs> right. that's not the that's not the intention well like having many projects is because also there are lots of businesses who may want to make a difference differently yes like yes. so we want to give a variety and yes. then also of course there are lots of challenges in the world so we intend to bring in more and more projects as we move and this community grow um the Fundamental part that is useful to realize is, first of all, that we alone is not even meant to fix all of the problems. Right. Because, yeah, because we can't. And then, but the the great upside of B1J1 is that we are not alone because there are lots of other businesses coming to this movement and joining in to choose different projects to support. So if we are focused on just doing one more thing, 
Yeah. And of course, we want every business to be more motivated to do more. Yes. So just like the thing you talked about, you know, your <laughs> motivation of business and how like money is actually conjured, like, you know, you are yeah. conjured for the, for the resources to flow, you know, yes. to also the great important activities in the world. So that feeling we want to create, but then we also uh, uh, want to uh, make sure that our members feel inspired and not to be discouraged by the scale of issues and to know that when they are taking their part in the world, then there are lots of other businesses who can come into this space and to be inspired to do another part. So um, being part of the community, inspiring each other and potentially inspiring uh, more businesses who don't know that how easy it is to make a difference. And right. it, we can invite all these businesses to come together, then we no longer need to worry about how to solve all of the problems alone, but only need to think about how can we bring the gift of all and all the unique businesses and their cap capability and their team members and their customers and their clients <laughs> to this <laughs> community of givers so that we actually can make a huge difference with every project that we bring in. <laughs> you know, you said something really important there. And, and I'm kind of, I'm smiling, I'm beaming from ear to ear mm. as you're talking because I'm realizing my own, how I'm entrenched in my, my own culture of individualism. And yet what B1G1 is standing for is this movement from the I mm. to the we, right? And you're actually modeling that. And that's why I'm smiling because I'm like, even though I teach that, <laughs> here mm. I am going, but as one person, I want to do everything and I, I can't. Mm. So I love what you said because it's a real reframe for me. And just one more thing, and I'm part of the collective. And I can't wait to come to a conference. I was going to come last year, but then because of COVID, obviously, it didn't take place. But So I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited for uh, hoping that we can, uh, you know, and I'll feel more of that community feel there. I know I've been mm -hmm. on a few calls, so I love that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in uh, kind of this, this whole idea of a, a new way of, of doing business. And mm -hmm. I, and I wonder if you, if over the years that you've been in B1G1, if there's any of the projects that really stand out for you, anything that really, um, you know, when you think back over the years, it stands out where something you're really proud of that the community has really helped with. Could you give our listeners mm. a sense of some of these projects, the work that, that you do in, in B1G1? Um, so in B1G1, the difficulty, for example, is that uh, no matter how I feel about a certain project, I do not necessarily like uh, favor anyone. Okay. <laughs> and then also not to judge anyone either. However, yes. um, the focus in B1G1 is also to not underestimate the kind of power as well as the consequence of um, certain giving actions right. and uh, activities. Because um, I think that 
charitable giving alone cannot solve the global issues because right. there are there could be you know certain things that charity giving cannot fulfill like because i think uh, when people are not even having uh, basic access to uh, clean water or mm. uh, basic nutrition or safe housing or um, medical care you know when they are really sick or so those are the things that may need to be provided through NGOs activities, but then at the same time, the whole purpose should be to really empower every person so that they can ch take charge of their own destiny and then to be, you know, great uh, uh, about living the life that they deserve to live. Mm. And so I think uh, overall, what we try to achieve is that um, uh, we want to create more and more projects to form the ecosystem. So what happened is uh, there are certain projects that may be more focused on a single outcome, such as mm -hmm. like uh, providing uh, uh, school meals at, you know, free school meals at school. So more kids will go to school and to complete education while they have access to nutrition. So that is a great project. Um, at the same time, there are other projects that are more focused on uh, creating an ecosystem of hand up within the community. So for example, one of the B1G1 uh, what it causes focus on the issues around uh, orphans in a particular kind of communities in Africa. And then what they do is quite remarkable because when you see orphans, you know, as a result of like HIV pandemic, then uh, the direct thought could be like, oh, okay, this is very important and we need to take care of orphans. So we need to build an orphanage. But mm -hmm. instead of building an orphanage, um, this organization really realized what was happening in the community and realized that it was important to keep the children in the community and in the families. Um, right. So they started to help families gain additional financial mean, means by doing simple things like planting fruit trees in their mm -hmm. own land. And also, you know, doing beekeeping business, you know, farming or um, uh, also doing fish farming. Or, so when families and relatives and neighbors decide to take on additional orphans to stay with them and grow up as their children, then the NGO we work with actually incentivize these families and support them so that they can prepare to be able to cover the education for the children and then to educate all the villagers that the children are actually not burdens or no tools to you know, make them work to, to do the field work, but they are asset for the community because they will become an educated adult and then they can create great things for the people in the community. Mm -hmm. So um, I think there are lots of projects like this in B1J1 that um, uh, they can be part of the ecosystem to really identify what's happening and why things are happening. And then to bring different parts of solutions to lift every person from one stage to the other so that every person will eventually end up becoming the givers. Right. <laughs> you know, because that I've seen so many times that the people who used to be supported by uh, certain NGOs uh, grew up, you know, being well-educated and they become the ones to commit to their, themselves to help others in their own communities. And this is what we want to see more of because with that giving spirit, what can happen is truly transformative. Yeah. Yeah, 
And I love that there's that deeper. You've really put a lot of thought into how you're structuring the giving. And I love that you're doing it at a systemic, you know, you're, you're going for the building the ecosystem because in many ways, you know, I know through working in change for so many years that that that's really what needs to change. And um, I love that that mentality is really brought to your projects because that's, as we know, that's a sustainable way to do it. I love that. I really do. So Masami, there's probably people listening now that are thinking, okay, you know, I have a business. It may be very small, but I have a business. Or there may be people listening. We will have some leaders in our audience that are running large global corporations as well. Now, what would you say to them if they want to get involved? Actually, like the whole purpose of structuring v one in the way it works yes. uh, is to serve every business of every size and every stage. So right. even a company who is just starting up today, I think it's actually becoming more, more common or important for those businesses to really think about why they are doing what they do or yes. what they set out to do. And then to really embed that spirit inside their business model. And so if any even startup want to start giving with b one one from day one, then they can't. You know, it's not the barrier yes. because the size of giving uh, is not an issue that you yes. can even find a project which can make uh, impact with just one cent and, yes. you know, or plant a tree for a few dollars or um, educate a child for like, you know, whatever the amount that you can afford. So it's really about doing the small thing first and then not to delay, like not to think like we are not ready, just like I did think, like <laughs> right. when I was running my business and thinking like, I'm working so hard, but I need to become more successful before I can do something meaningful. Right. And that was the thing because, you know, in life, actually, we never know what happens. Uh, and this whole pandemic, recent pandemic, is actually one example we, that you know, we never know what happens right. in our life, in our business, in our world. So I think if we treasure every moment of being in business or living this life, then we cannot delay what matters to us. We can do something that matters every day and then as a result, if we feel that we are making that progress, then I think no matter what comes up ahead of us, we would still feel grateful. We would still be encouraged and we would still admire our, ourselves and our own work every step of the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was just beautifully said. <laughs> Beautifully said. Absolutely. So Masami, oh my gosh, I have just enjoyed talking to you, but I have one final question, which is just that, mm -hmm. you know, if there's something you wish to share with our listeners today, something that mm -hmm. you'd, you'd hoped we would get to talk about, like, what might it be? Mm. Um, I think, you know, like we think sometimes, oh, this is just a business. Right. Or, uh, you know, my company is this or, uh, uh, you know, businesses are trying to take advantage of consumers or so there, I, as I said, there could be fixed thinking, but then I actually think the businesses are expressions and extension of human beings. And so if we find the ways for businesses to operate as that organism with feeling and um, compassion and empathy and love and inspiration and build 
that business up with this kind of aspiration, then um, it, it will make businesses actually more successful because if you have team members who actually come to work every day, wanting to genuinely do good for the company because they realize that they are part of this organism, like we are together as a almost like family and operating that way, then it's a great win for the business. But this human spirit or family, um, you know, sense of like a, almost as if it's a family business, this cannot be created by uh, logically trying to implement the CSR right. or logically trying to make our company make, you know, look good or uh, avoid the issues, you know, legal right. issues. So if we are coming from these like, uh, thinking, then um, it's so hard to actually do the real work to make a difference. But at the same time, um, if people and leaders in those organizations first start their own personal endeavor and journey to uh, change the way they feel about their company, they change the way they feel about what they are doing and their team members and their customers, and then incorporate that generosity inside of it, then trusting everybody, you know, trusting each other or um, uh, really transforming, like uh, bringing the creativity to overcome challenges or all those things will be more naturally happen. So I do hope that it sounds, you know, whilst it sounds optimistic or idealistic, uh, more business people will think actually seriously how important this is <laughs> and then right. to take that stand and take that action and start transforming their businesses, their community, their families and their uh, teams uh, everywhere around the world so that together we really can solve all of the issues to make sure that every person in this world is given the opportunity to, to really thrive. So that's kind of my uh, final thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, as you, as you were speaking there, I was just in my head, I'm just like, yes, that is what we need. It's almost like we've lost the soul of business and, and, and we need to bring the humanity back and, mm -hmm. and, and remember what it means to be human. And you're absolutely right. Organizations are just a collection of people and without the people, you know, we should be allowed to be human inside of organizations. So I, I am totally with you. I, I, and I love your vision of a world where, you know, everybody can just enjoy going to work and feel like they're part of something productive and bigger than themselves. What an amazing world that would be to live in. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Masami. I have totally enjoyed our conversation today and I'm honored that you have stopped by the Ch Sacred Changemakers podcast to give us your opinions. I know you will have triggered so many insights in our audience, so thank you so much. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening in. But before we go, I want to remind you that all the resources and the links for our guests are in the show notes at sacredchangemakers.com. And our growing community of changemakers are actually our sponsors who help us to keep doing our work in the world. We're a network of people committed to making the world a better place. We support each other to grow personally and professionally. And together, we're making a direct impact aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, all visible on our website 
website. And yes, we do all of this through B1G1. So click through and see how you can join B1G1 and myself and Masami in the movement to create a world full of giving. If you're interested, I invite you to take a look. It's time to build a bridge from what you want in life to include what the world needs from you. Together, we can make a meaningful difference. Again, you can find us at sacredchangemakers.com. And if our episode resonated with you today, I hope you'll consider joining us. So for now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your intentions and your efforts to make our world a better place. Until next time, lots of love. <laughs>